Today on the OA News Overtime Podcast, uh, two people trying to jump a car in the media parking lot. I think they have jumper cables. We're thawing out in our uh, in my mom's car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just got back. I'm Justin Lee. I'm joined by Adam Cole. And Callie Stanford. And uh, we just got back from uh, Auburn's win over Western Kentucky, and we're here um, turning up the heat. Oh, I turned down the fan. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Can can they hear? It's fine. Like, yeah. uh, and we're, we took the the long golf cart ride back to the media lot, and it's a little cold. So now we're settled. Uh, Auburn wins. Auburn wins forty-one to seventeen. Auburn scores twenty-four unanswered points in the second half. I do believe um, to to pull away from that one, and and Auburn gets a second straight win uh, for Carnell Cadillac Williams. Um, I, it it Callie, I want your perspective again as a student. Uh, you heard from the 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 you guys were down there for the post game locker room. I can't I can't I can't go down for uh, interviews because juggling news pages. But um, the 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 vibe from the players and just the fact that this was for the seniors their last game uh, for a lot of these you know maybe some juniors who were headed out their last game. Um, I don't know. Just what do you think that was the cap that they were looking for and the cap that they deserved. I think so. I know Cadillac in his, like, maybe it was his opening statement, said that the seniors basically got in the locker room and didn't kick him out, but he said he chose to leave and just let them kind of take over. And Right. At the time, it was 17 to 17. Yes, it was t- a tie ball game, yeah. and Cadillac chooses to let those guys handle that in a way. Like, we've we've all seen Derek Hall lead and, and speak, and I think everybody knows that he is a very established leader on the team. I think it was him. Colby Wooden was named, and I think Owen Papo were the three that Cadillac talked about. But I think it was a big statement win for that senior class because – like Cadillac listed the things that they have gone through, and it's a lot. So I I think in terms of the students that got to watch them and the game that they had, it it was definitely a good statement. And Carnell mentioned it. He talked about like I mean he he was straight up in an emotional uh, opening statement in his press conference. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, I mean I you know I I, I I wasn't there, but I get to hear it up top. Um, and he I mean he went through th- straight through everything the seniors had been through. Uh, even going so far as to talk about COVID, he mentioned George George Floyd. He mentioned mentioned just all everything that's happened while they were seniors. Uh, t- he said two A coaches, really three, because they they were around for Gus too if they were here for for all four years. Uh, and and just the turmoil and the 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 tumult and some of the things they've stuck with. Um, and you know me, I, I flipped it around, you know, in my in my column because here here were the regular students last year who dealt with a lot of the same stuff. Um, certainly had to take online classes, you know, for a spell. Um, and they, you know, they never got that iron bowl like their, their older brothers and older sisters, you know, and and last year they really wanted to storm the field. Uh, as I've been told, they were absolutely <laughs> going to storm the field. They may or may not have been going into, and ready to yeah, go. exactly. Coiled, uh, ready to spring. It was a very tense moment of my life. <laughs> if they had won. And they didn't get to, uh, but but that Texas A&M game was special for all the reasons we talked about. Uh, and, and again tonight, it was just kind of like a repeat, like another cherry on top. It felt like to me. Um, Adam Cole, what are your, what are your takeaways from your first season? You got the Iron Bowl to go, which is 
the biggest game of the year, so you can't skip that. But uh, your first home uh, set of games here in Jardiner Stadium. Walking out, what are your thoughts? Darn, man, I, I can't <laughs> skip the Iron Bowl? That's no. what you're saying? Wow, that's crazy. I was I was ready to not, not work that one. Didn't re- Really didn't seem like a big one on the calendar. Take a turkey nap. Yeah, yeah, play a game of crocodile. Um, but, uh, no, game of crocodile. You, you lay down after your Thanksgiving meal, and whoever wakes up last wins. <laughs> You guys never, you guys never played crocodile. So Midwestern. Go. Uh, anyways, um, no, I, I think like the one thing that I'm gonna remember from just like the first year is is not to not to keep going. I guess back to this point, but just I mean the the switch, the change after there was a change in uh, football leadership, as I believe Chris Roberts put it. Um, sure. you, you know, like it, it's just, it's, it's different and it's, it's crazy. I saw a tweet in the middle of the game. I don't want to take credit for this thought. Um, but just, I guess how much of a difference that switch made and sort of the, the mindset. And I don't know if you could say the execution, but just like, I guess the belief maybe, cause that's a situation where it was kind of shaping up and it, it almost looked a bit like San Jose state, um, where, you know, I mean, they were floating right around with a, with a mid-major team and, um, you know, they weren't trailing. I, if I'm right, they were down three at half to San Jose State, and all it took really was a, a tank, you know, touchdown run, and they held on. But sure. I mean, this was different. They they kicked tail, you know, in that second half, and it just it looked like it looked a lot like last week. Shut down third quarter, um, you know, against of course a much you know a much more loaded opponent in A and M, one that's I think probably had more struggles this year. But um, it's just you know it it looks different. Um, and and now next week, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens. Obviously, Alabama's Alabama, and the last time Auburn won in Tuscaloosa, they had a six foot five quarterback named Cam Newton, um, and that was a pretty ridiculous comeback. Twenty four points, right? If I'm right. Um, so I mean, it takes it takes a lot to win there, um, and you know we'll, we'll see what happens. Obviously, uh, I don't know that this is a scenario where you necessarily just throw out the records. Um, but you never look, they say throughout the records, they do, but you never do. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's been pretty impressive to just kind of watch, you know, things end on a high note, um, as we go into a really, what'll be pivotal time for the program. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm always just going to remember that switch. Uh, I think that's, that's really the biggest thing that I'll, I'll take away from all this. Uh, attendance was sparse at a lot of SEC stadiums today, and and not so bad today. You know, obviously the the, the east uh, upper deck was a little sparse. Uh, that'll happen, uh, but the lower bowl pretty well full. Um, uh, good job by the Auburn fans. I feel bad they, but I, like I said, I'm in my mom's car. I don't have <laughs> I don't have my jumper cables because I'm having car trouble of my own. They're trying. I I don't know if we want There's nothing I could tell them that they don't. Can't find sure on a YouTube they'll. video in two minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, come on. But they have cables. I'm sure they'll get it. I'm parked right next to them. We'll ask them if they need help when I head over. All right, all right, all right. We'll ask I got, them. I got triple. Uh, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm in my mom's car, so I don't have my stuff. I don't have my my jumper cables and my tools. Anyway. Anyway, uh, hey guys, who's gonna be the coach? Uh, <laughs> a loaded question. We're not gonna we're not gonna predict who's gonna be the coach, but uh, I'll just I'll just think. I mean. Do you guys think, I think Auburn is the premier job for sure. I don't know what's going on with Nebraska. I don't know how close they are, but I think I think the last couple of weeks have proved it. I think the last couple of weeks have proved Auburn is the premier job open right now in the country, uh, and all you have to do is look around. All you have to do is look at the stadium the last two weeks. 
uh, I, there's no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, you, you mentioned, I think Nebraska's, it's crazy because Nebraska has an, a, an equal legacy in a very different, a lot of different ways, I would say, to Auburn just in terms of, you know, the historic success sure. and whatever. But, I mean, they've descended to the point where that's a rebuild. This is not to me. This is not a rebuild. I don't know that you call it a reload, but no. I think it's a you know you just got to get yep. the right person in here, and and they should be able to. Well, you got to rebuild that offensive line. You do. I mean, there there are parts you have to rebuild, of course, to get it to the success it needs. But um, it, it's not it's not a years long sort of thing in the way that I would say maybe Nebraska is. Um, but as far as you know, who comes in? I mean, I think my my biggest point of intrigue or wonder is how different is the conversation going to look a week from now uh, when we're talking about it all post-Iron Bowl? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, right now it's the clear favorite seems to be Lane Kiffin. Um, the most popular discussed. Right. And, and just it makes so much sense. Relatively young, older than I thought he was actually. If I'm right, he's 47, but oh. which is a lot older than I thought Whoa. he was. Right, right. It's still kind of young to me. It, it is. Old, but it like... is. It's not old. It's older than I thought he was, but also when you look at his resume, really, yeah, he's been around for. It's insane. His first head coaching job is in the NFL, right? You know, I mean, he's this hypothetically, if he were to come here, this would be his third head coaching stop in the SEC, and he's really got it down pat in a place where, you know, it's not super easy to have success in the way that he's had it. Um, he's recruited super well. He's gotten instant impact guys. He's getting burned by Arkansas, which he is getting burned by Arkansas right now. But you know, I don't <laughs> which know. What... I, I tweeted <laughs> the Gordon Ramsay. Yes. Of, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when he loses, everyone's like, "Oh, see, this is why you don't hire him." And then Lane loses, and everyone's like, "Ah." Yeah. 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 You can't take anything away from this. Don't read too much into it. But. Anyway. In, I guess, shorter words, I mean, that seems to be the premier prospect of it all. Um, and the short list after it is, I guess, murky, if not, you know, sure. not necessarily sure. desirable. Brandon um, Marcello says, Arkansas fans are chanting Auburn in Fayetteville with Ole Miss trailing 42-6. to Heck yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, Auburn's on the tongue of those <laughs> students. And we wonder if it was on the mind of a coach at Ole Miss who remained nameless. We wonder. We wonder. We wonder. My my biggest question at this point, though, is how different is this going to look a week from now? Because a week from now, Ole Miss will have played its last regular season game. Yep. Um, just you know, I mean, how are the dominoes going to fall? Uh, a week from now, we're, we might be looking at activity, brother. Well, yeah, I think we're going to be looking at peak activity, um, just with the way it's all set up. But peak activity. Peak activity. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's that's my biggest thing right now. I don't really know how different the list looks beyond Kiffin, you know. So it's been pretty interesting that they've kind of zoned in. Uh, the discussions, I should say, have zoned in. I do think uh, I've written before. Uh, you have to talk to Dion. It's too much to ignore. Now, are there a thousand and one things uh, getting in the way between you and Dion? Yes, uh, culturally. The way, you know, everything about his path and his journey versus the Auburn way, I mean, very different. Uh, there's just a lot to get over there. And, and I'll say this, which is something I haven't said, uh, I wasn't worth writing a column about, but uh, I think the last two weeks have kind of hurt the Auburn to Dion marriage. Because if you bring in Dion, Dion would be coming in here to burn it all down and to do things a new way. In fact, 
hiring Dion, which is this is what made it so uh, appealing, is this would be a generational, um, transformative hire. Where you're, I mean, you're basically handing the keys a Power Five, uh, you know, top fifteen program to a guy like that. You're basically reinventing the head coach position. Mm-hmm. You're basically, you know, you're 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 doing things totally differently. Um, you're probably not retaining a guy like Cadillac, right? Mm-hmm. And the last two weeks have have kind of shown to me that um, three weeks, counting Mississippi State, that there is some Auburn worth keeping around, mm-hmm. right? Because this has been a return to Auburn. Cadillac has said it over and over. This is Auburn football, the old school way. Last week certainly was you know two bad teams, but it felt like a very timeless Auburn experience mm-hmm. just watching it. And I feel like. Uh, if you were bringing in, D- if if Cadillac became interim and they were losing a bunch, it's like okay, let's bring in Dion to just burn it to the ground and start all over with this new idea. But there there has been something here that's kind of worth holding on to, which a, a SEC stalwart like Lane I don't think would be burning it all down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think that, so. I think I, so. I do think over the last two weeks, uh, Cadillac's performances, and, and we talked about it last week. I don't think anyone knew it would be this good. No one had any idea it would be this good. Uh, has uh, has kind of you know made you think that whatever I don't know. Throw out the baby with the bathwater, whatever you call it. Uh, you know, if you, you wouldn't just you, you can't get rid of all the old Auburn ways because it because it there's some of it worth keeping around. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? What do you think, Callie? Um, I'm the same way. Like going back to Nebraska, I haven't kept an eye on that. But like, if you inherit Auburn when Brian Harson leaves. It's a dumpster fire. Sure. You've got, like... Cause we, so bad. So bad. Like, you've got a dejected fan base. You've got players who seem to be fed up with the way things are going. Like, just, just nobody is really having a good time. Not only dejected, but divided. Yes. Yes. That's key in this. And then you, you bring in Cadillac. Like, you give him, what, he's going to have less than a month, really, in this position and just absolutely lights a fire... <laughs> In this fan base, in in the program, like I haven't seen guys that excited. I don't mm, not in the past two years, and I think, like regardless of if you retain him, it's it's put this program in such a different position than it was three weeks ago. Can I can go nowhere. It, it yeah. feels. <laughs> it feels. It feels. Feels smoothed over, yeah. you know, yes. and, and like it, you know, for whatever you know, foundational issues there may be in the program right now. Like it's hard to see any because of the adrenaline and the juice Mm -hmm. just going off of having this guy take this mantle. And, you know, like, like Justin says, like, I, I do not see a future where Cadillac is not on this staff. Um, especially because you look at the position he was coaching, like it just makes so much sense to even have him as a running backs coach well, yeah, at a place like this. If, if as long as they hire a qualified coach who is it not a moron, the first <laughs> the first non moron decision, the first big W, is to put out a big old press release talking about how much you love Cadillac and how much how excited you are to have Cadillac on staff. Easy W to win you a lot of points. Right. So as long as you're not a moron. That'll be easy for the next coach, whoever it is. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's looked smooth over and... and That's one of those things where if you're in a toxic situation, <laughs> you almost don't realize it. <laughs> I'm getting, getting a little off the cuff here. But maybe you have a bad boss. Or maybe you're in a toxic relationship. Or something. 
and and Brian Harson is your girlfriend. And anyway, <laughs> and you le- and you leave the thing, and you think at the time you're like, oh, he should have had more time, this or that. And then three weeks later, you're like, man, that was dumb. I saw a tweet about that. That was me. so dumb that yeah. we were doing that. Post-game and that's what that. it is. That's what it is now. It's like, what? Well, you can't believe you were even a part of that or defended it back then. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. That's me saying it. Uh, I'm sorry, but I was obviously the biggest Harson critic. But I, w- I would think even uh, some some people who were defending him uh, now it's like, oh, this is yeah, this is kind of better. I think now. it made them realize, like, oh, we we really were that that low. Like that's everybody was just having that much of a bad time. And as I asked last week, you know, what did he do here? Anyway, we're moving on. Auburn has moved on. We're moving on as well. And yeah, and we might as well wrap up today's episode and, and move on to next week. So uh, next week, the Iron Bowl. Hey, man, we'll see what happens. Uh, and then next week, we'll probably be barreling back from Tuscaloosa. And we'll probably be talking about job stuff. So Did y'all hear the anecdote Caddy had in the press conference about Saban? <gasps> Yes. It, was, it was pretty great. For, was recruiting him in LSU. For the, yeah, for those of you, and again, like go back and listen to the press conference, but Saban recruited Caddy uh, when he was at Etowah High in 2001 to come to LSU, and then four years later in the NFL draft, um, <laughs> at, Saban was with the Dolphins, and, yeah. and Caddy said he's like, he passed me up for Ronnie Brown, and, and the, guy, <laughs> the guy who asked the question said, you're going to get a little payback next week, and, and he kind of grinned, and he was like, that's the plan. That's the plan. So... We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm geeked to get my first Iron Bowl experience. Hopefully, it's not four overtime insanity um, oh, like last year. Well, I mean, to is. a degree, I hope it is, for the sake of writing a story <laughs> in a timely fashion. We'll see. But like, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm eager to see it. You know, hey, so ma'am. we're he's geeked. We're geeked. I'm geeked. Cal, are you geeked? Sure. Cal, sleepy. All right, Cal's sleepy. We're gonna take Cal home. And uh, that's that's all for today's episode uh, of the Late News Overtime Podcast. We'll see you next week for the Iron Bowl.